How you guys doing tonight? Doing good? Good to see the Wednesday crew. Wednesday crew. Oh, tonight, the word God gave me for us tonight is less of a teaching and more of a word that I pray, my prayer has been throughout the week, that you would be stirred and inspired. And that tonight would be a night when you step back and take some inventory of your heart. Take some inventory of your life. Let the Holy Spirit, I encourage you, let the Holy Spirit speak to you loud and clear about maybe some areas of your life that need some fine-tuning. We all need that, right? All of us. We are all works in progress. All of us. If you brought your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Joel. Chapter 2, book of Joel. This portion of Scripture, God is calling his people to repentance. Chapter 2, verse 12 says, That is why the Lord says, Turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. Father God, we pray right now, tonight, Lord, that as we dive into your word, that you would let it sink deep into our hearts, Father, those areas that need that fine-tuning. Father, just as we prayed earlier, we want a response to be one of obedience, just as David said, Lord, I'm coming. That's our response tonight. So we just pray, Lord, that your word would sink deep tonight. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. Amen. Tonight, we're talking about staying hungry for the Lord. The title of the message tonight is Hungry. And so throughout the course of the night, I'm going to continue to ask you, how hungry are you? How hungry are you? We're talking about a hunger for the Lord. We're talking about a hunger for his presence. We're talking about a hunger, a righteous, holy hunger and a holy thirst for more of God and less of us. We're talking about a holy desperation. Just like the song we just sang, because I am desperate, immerse me. Now, this desperation we're talking about is not based out of a lack or anything we, we do not have. It's not that kind of desperation. It's a holy desperation that says, God, I have such a desire for you that I just have to spend time with you. I have to know that I know that I am walking every step in your presence and I just need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. A holy desperation, not a desperation out of lack. So to begin this word, I want to get one thing straight. Christ made everything available to you through the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. Every provision has been made available to you. God is your healer. God is your provider. God is your savior. He's your peace. He's your joy. In him, you have no lack. Amen? 
That's the first thing we got to get covered and get straightened out. So when we reference desperation tonight, we're not talking about a lack because Christ is enough. But just like the song we sing every once in a while, Christ is enough for me. We're talking about that something on the inside that says Christ is enough for me, but I can never have enough of Christ. I want to say that again. Christ is enough for me, but I can never have enough of Christ because God is an infinite being. He's inexhaustible. Every time you come before the Lord and into his presence, he's never going to run dry. He can fill you and fill you and fill you and fill you again, and he's never going to fall short. He's never going to run dry. And so God says, come to me and keep coming to me because I've made you to be a leaky vessel. And so we have to keep coming. And that's the desperation we're talking about tonight, staying hungry, knowing that we are leaky vessels. And we need to come to God in his inexhaustible resources, inexhaustible love, inexhaustible peace and presence, and just say, Lord, I need you. I'm desperate for you. That's what we're talking about tonight. And so the thing God really laid on my heart, the, the, the phrase was, don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. So whether you don't yet know Christ, whether you just came to Christ, or whether you've been walking with Christ for years and years, decades, throughout Scripture, God never says, you can get comfortable with me. Ooh, I'm excited. So let's talk about the word desperation. Again, you look it up. There's a few different definitions, just like any word. You look up the word desperate. There's a few different definitions. But the ones we're talking about, here's two, two definitions of the word desperate. And these, these are the ones I'm keying in on. An urgent need or desire. I don't know about you, but I have an urgent need and desire for God every day. And if I don't, Lord, please check my heart. And the second one is making a final, ultimate effort, giving all. Giving all. When my time this side of heaven's over, I want to stand before the Lord and say, Lord, I gave it my all. This isn't a performance thing. God doesn't tell you you have to perform to be one of his sons or daughters. This is a relationship thing. This is the thing that says, I love my father, and so I want to spend time with him. Just like my relationship with my wife. I got to work at it to be a good husband, right? Doesn't just happen. If I don't work at it, I can get pretty ugly and selfish. But I have to rely on the Holy Spirit to help to make me a better husband. I have to work at it. And you know what? To stay full in my relationship with God, to stay full knowing that I'm a leaky vessel, 
I got to stay hungry. I got to stay hungry for God, the things of God, hungry for his word. You guys following me? Turn to Psalm 42. I'm looking at verses 1 and 2. If you're there, say, oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a real common portion of Scripture. Psalm 42, verses 1 and 2. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. As the deer panteth for, you guys know the song? It's a beautiful song. Have you guys ever seen an animal pant for water? Have you ever seen a deer? I know you guys have all seen dogs panting. Have you ever seen a deer pant? Let's throw that picture up there. Look at that. Look at that. (laughs) Sometimes I look like that when I wake up in the morning. I need a cup of coffee real bad. (laughs) All right, you can take it off now. So people don't get distracted. (laughs) That's a great illustration of the desperation we're talking about. That thirst, that hunger. That's a great illustration. I I know you guys, we, we don't usually just stick our tongues out and say, Oh, Lord, I need you. But that's an outward image of what should be going on in our heart. That yes, in Christ, we have all that we need. Christ is enough. But Lord, I still need you with every step that I take. Every single day, I still need you. I still need to walk in your power. I still need to walk in your love. I still need to walk in your compassion. And I can only do that by continually being refilled and refilled by the Holy Spirit. Because God is inexhaustible and he can keep pouring it out and pouring it out as much as we need. But the Bible says, God says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And so I ask, how hungry are you? How hungry are you? I got a couple illustrations tonight I wanted to show you guys. (laughs) You guys all know what this is? Just had a bunch of trick-or-treating happening. It's a Snickers bar. Have you guys seen the commercials? When uh, somebody turns into somebody they're not supposed to be because they're hangry. Hangry hangry is an actual word now. It's in the dictionary. (laughs) If you haven't heard the term, it's when somebody's so hungry that they get angry. Hangry. They say, grab a Snickers. But you know, I, I believe we have a lot of hangry people walking around this earth that are trying to satisfy a hunger that only God can satisfy. It's not a Snickers bar. It's not a quick fix. It's not how many likes you get on your most recent selfie. It's not how big your bank account is or how little it is. 
Only God can satisfy that kind of hunger that we're talking about tonight. There are no quick fixes found this side of heaven besides coming to your Father God, knowing that he's the only one that can fill you in the way you need to be filled. Do we got any kids in here tonight? We got any kids? Any kids? I was going to throw this Snickers at them. Hey! Hey, back there. Hey, come and see me after this, okay? I got a Snickers for you. You're not allergic to peanuts, are you? Okay, I got a Snickers. You want it? It's for you. It's got your name on it. Okay. <laughs> How hungry are you? I love in Joel chapter 2. God says, give me your hearts. Turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Giving God your heart is not a half-in statement. It's not something you can do once a week. You guys following me? It's not something you can just do half-heartedly. Well, there's the phrase. That's where it comes from. You got to be all in. God wants all of your heart. The Bible says that with all due diligence, guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. God says that because he created your heart, he knows your heart, and he knows that you give him all of your heart because out of that heart flow all the issues of life. That's why Matthew 6.33, Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. All your heart. I've served, I've been blessed to serve in various ministries and in a worship capacity for, I don't know, 18 years now. Woo, 18, wow, something like that. But in my experience, the manifestation and the move of God in a place and amongst his people, it's never determined by the size of a building, the size of a congregation, what the carpet looks like, if there even is carpet, what style of worship music is being played, the volume of the room, the atmosphere of the room, who's speaking that day, none of that determines. You know what it is? The hungriest rooms I've been in, the thickest moments where I've experienced God's manifest, tangible presence is when there's been a room full of hungry people hungry for God, hungry for his presence, hungry for a move of his spirit in a place, hungry for just a word and a moment with him. That's been the determining factor. The church uh, we were at before my wife and I came here was Restore Church, awesome church in Ionia, Michigan. In Ionia, if you don't know, it's a city known for prisons. There's quite a few prisons in Ionia. And so during my time there, I was blessed with a chance to, to go and lead some worship services in those prisons. And I remember one, uh, it was actually the first one I went to. I, my guitar, it wasn't on the list to go through uh, the check-in list and everything in my guitar case. So I, my strap, my tuner, all that stuff to make sure the guitar's tuned up and sound, sounds good. But they said, oh, you know what? We have one you can use. So I get back there uh, there's no sound system, no mic. This guitar, I don't know 
It, okay, I'll say this. It had some mileage on it. You know what I'm saying? It had some mileage. Um, cracks, dings, bangs. Uh, it only had five strings, and guitars have six strings usually. All right, your standard guitar. This one had five, and I don't know how old those five were. They, two had some mileage on them. <laughs> and the strap was like a shoelace, like a couple of shoelaces that had been tied together, you know. But you know what? That was one of the hungriest rooms I've ever been in. And I, up to that point, I had never experienced God's presence like that before in my life. I let a few songs. Those guys were singing so loud, I couldn't hear myself at all. I was just going for it. There were no lyrics on the screen. Pastor got up, preached a great word, and we had a little bit of time left. Those guys were so hungry. We, we only had a few minutes left. They said, hey, would you get up and lead a couple more songs? And they kicked it up a notch, about 10 more notches. They were just blasting. They were singing to God with all their might. And I've never experienced God's presence up to that point like I did that night. How hungry are you? Because when you come to God hungry, he never lets you down. He shows up. Every time. It might not look the way you think it's going to look. And hear me on this church. First John says that God is greater than your feelings. So don't walk out of your prayer closet saying, I didn't feel anything. Don't let your feelings deceive you. God shows up every time and he will give you exactly what you need. Philippians 2 says we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. As Scripture tells me, it tells us that we come to Christ, we have that salvation moment, but then there's this other thing called sanctification. We walk out our salvation with fear and trembling. After you come to Christ, there's a process to life after that. It's not like a one and done moment. You come to Christ and you know what? That's just the beginning. That's why on Sunday mornings when Pastor Dwayne will do an altar call, he'll say, welcome to your new life. Because once you come to Christ, you are a brand new creation. Your past is gone. You're not the same person you used to be. And now you get to start on this process of walking with God each and every day. But you got to stay hungry. You got to stay hungry. Because we are all works in progress, right? I can't do this without God. I can't do this without, like that speaker said, I need that presence on my boat. I need God's presence on my boat. Every day. I never want to say that I've reached the high point in my walk with God, that I've reached the high water mark, that I've arrived. I never want to say, God, I had you that one day, so I was good, right? Remember that one day? And God will say, well, but what about all those other days? You were hungry that one day, but what about all those other days? When I was saying time and time again, just like I said to David, 
come and talk with me. And I'm waiting for you to respond, Lord, I'm coming. How hungry are you, church? I'm running low on time. Joel chapter 2 gives us a few ways we can stay hungry. So let's go to some practical takeaways. And then I want to give you a moment at the end of, of the message tonight. I want to give you a moment where you can just get alone with God. Yeah, there's a lot of people in the room. But I want to pro- help to provide a moment where you can just be still before the Lord and just listen. One of the ways we can stay hungry, and this might kind of sound like it's backwards, like it shouldn't be, but it's fasting. We're talking about staying hungry. Yeah, when I fast, I get real hungry. (laughs) Joel chapter 2 says, fasting, weeping, and mourning. And you might step back and say, you know what? I just... uh, That does not sound like a good time. I don't know if I want to put those three things on my to-do list. (laughs) Fasting, weeping, and mourning. Pastor James McDonald, he defines fasting as abstaining from food for a measured period of time to increase your hunger for God. You deny your flesh so that your spirit man or woman can be made stronger. You guys, you know, we have a lot of distractions, 21st century church, don't we? We got a lot of distractions, lots of noise, lots of lights, lots of social media posts, lots of stuff going on this way, that way, traffic, work, family, holidays, I believe the spiritual discipline of fasting is more important now to the church than it ever has been in church history. Why? Because the potential harvest is greater than it has ever been in church history. There are more people martyred for the faith today than there ever has been in church history. There are more people on our planet right now than there ever has been before in history. And God wants to use you to go out there and shine his light and reach all those people. The Bible tells us to fast. You know, it's important. When you came to Christ... Your spirit was saved. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. We're triune beings, just like God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. When we come to Christ, our spirit man is saved. 
God tells us to renew our mind daily with the washing of the word. That's our soul. But you know what? Your flesh still stinks. I'm sorry. I know even if you bathe, awesome. Keep doing that. I'm glad. (laughs) Keep it up. But our flesh still stinks. Our flesh still wants to do those things opposite of what the Spirit is leading. That's why the Bible says that we are to live by the Spirit and not by the flesh. And that's why the Apostle Paul said that I discipline myself like an athlete. That's why we fast. We discipline ourselves like an athlete. To make our spirit man stronger. Weeping and mourning. Let's talk about that a little bit. When was the last time you got before the Lord and you shed some tears? Honestly, you don't have to answer. Just an inventory of the heart. When was the last time you went into your prayer closet and you said, Lord, break my heart for the things that break yours? Lord, give me a burden for an area that I can help, that I can shine your light. In the Old Testament, people, when they were going through um, some tough stuff, when they maybe received some bad news, some distressing news, they would rend their garments or tear their garments. They would dress themselves in sackcloth. It was a real coarse, itchy, like burlap kind of a cloth. And they would put on sackcloth clothing as an outward expression of an inward distress. I'm sure none of you guys said, hey, I'm going to put on a a burlap sweater and come to church today. I'm going to put on some burlap britches. Sounds real comfy. I just might sleep in it tonight. Nobody says that. (laughs) But what they would do is they would take, and when they received some distressing news, They would tear it. Alicia, I just turned one rag into two. Don't sweat it. It's all good. Just a cleaning rag. She's like, you did not ask me if you could tear my favorite cleaning rag. It's all good. (laughs) But that's why Jesus referenced. Jesus referenced Joel too. He addressed the priests of his day because they were tearing their garments saying, I'm upset. I'm distressed, I'm upset, but God already knows your heart. They weren't upset. And that's why Jesus said, tear your hearts and not your garments. And so I encourage you, let's get real with God in our prayer closets. Let's not go through the motions of church. Let's not go through the motions of a week to week saying we're a Christian, but not relying on God's power and his love and his presence to guide us every step of the way. That's how God calls us to live. And in living that way, that's how we're going to see worlds, a world changed for Jesus Christ. Lord, help me to see the needs around me. Give me a holy burden for those areas that you've called me to be a blessing. It's those areas when you're in your prayer closet and you find yourself weeping over that area, maybe that person, maybe uh, something God's been laying on your heart time and time again, and you find yourself just weeping over that. I know our pastor, when we were in Ionia, he drove into Ionia and he couldn't stop crying. He had no idea. But before 
going to Ionia, he prayed. He asked God, God, send me where there are hurting people. And he drove into Ionia, and he couldn't stop crying. It's that kind of a burden. It's that kind of a weeping that I'm talking about tonight. When was the last time you came before the Lord and you couldn't help it? It's been said that tears are liquid prayer. And time and time again in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, the writers talked about the tears being shed. There's nothing wrong with getting vulnerable before your God. So how hungry are you? And I want to tell you just the reality. Why is it so important to stay hungry? Yes, for your walk. But you know what the reality is, church? People pass by us every day. People that are depressed. That are hurting. That are broken. That are rejected. That need to know the love of Jesus Christ. These people that face an eternity apart from God pass by you every single day. And God is saying, stay hungry for me because not only do I want to feed you, but I want to use you to feed others. I want to use you to reach the world around you, every single person you come in contact with, because you are my ambassador. Everywhere you step, everywhere you put your foot down, you are my representative and you carry the presence of God with you everywhere you go. And God wants to use you to change the world. We can never forget that, church. We can never forget that, that God wants to use you to change the world. Yes, it seems like a big, huge thing, but you know what? We have a big, huge God that can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. Whew, I'm, I'm jacked. <laughs> you know, it's been said that God gives you uh, one message in life, just about 300 different ways to say it. And this is one of my life messages. Because when my time this side of heaven is over, I want to stand before my God, my Father, and say, Lord, I was hungry for you. I was hungry. Yeah, I messed up a lot, and I didn't get everything right. But, man, I was hungry. I pray that resonates with somebody in this room tonight. I just want to give you guys a few moments. Just between you and the Lord. Just to say, Lord... Help me to stay hungry. If there's been a lack of hunger, open my eyes to it. Put your finger on those areas of my heart. Let's pray that right now. Father, we come before you right now. And we just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would have your way. your way Lord let this be a moment between you 
and God tonight, just you and God. Father, that's our prayer tonight. That's our prayer tonight in this place, that you would have your way. That you would have your way in us, have your way in this place, have your way in our families. Have your way in every part. Help us to stay hungry, Lord. Help us to stay hungry for you, for the things of you, for your kingdom, to see your kingdom's expansion in Grand Rapids and the surrounding areas. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for your presence with us. That when we're hungry, you say, come. And I will give you drink. Thank you that you feed us, that you clothe us, Lord. In you we have all that we need. We love you. We thank you for your presence tonight. And all God's people say together, in Jesus' name, amen, amen.